This is Manifest Mindset, where we delve into our true passions, inspire the best out of ourselves, and live our life with true intention every single day. All right, welcome back to another episode of Manifest Mindset. We're here with Nick and Bob. Uh, today's a different episode. It's it's the same Manifest Mindset, but it's going to be a little bit shorter, but still pack a punch. Nick, are you driving to work as we're speaking? I am actually about to walk to work, my friend. Yes, sir. You're about to walk to work. Okay, that's even better. Get some fresh air. Exactly. Or about about fresh air as Los Angeles gets. We'll give it that. <laughs> so, I was hoping maybe this episode we could probably like share one thing, like a golden nugget we got from this past week. I like that. I like that, Bob. Actually, I'm with that in your mind. I'm curious where you're going to take this and where you're going to lead us on. I'm going to put you on the hot seat a little bit and uh, encourage you to share yours. Yeah. Um, so before that, you also sent me a podcast that's, that was two hours long. It's about – it was this this movement specialist episode. Was was that what it was? Yeah, in a way. A um, movement specialist episode. Um, this, this guy who's big into human performance but also getting deeply at the psychological side of it too. Okay. I, I didn't get a chance to, to – listen to the episode, but do you want to give it a, like a shout out for other people to listen to? Cause if you send it to me, probably there's a lot of golden nuggets in that one. Absolutely. Let me, um, give me a second here, Bob, while I try and pull up the name of it. Um, as we're buffering, it is from the rich roll podcast, which I don't listen to everything. I actually don't listen to most of the stuff they do. Um, but some of the things are real good nuggets. And this is episode, um, I believe 239. And the title of it is Dr. Michael Gervais. Um, I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Probably not. Is the sensei of human performance. And it gets a lot into, um, again, the psychological side, the gearing up, understanding our deeper passions, but also the logistics of performance and what we can do about that, how we can tap into our untapped potential. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, it's a quick plug. Uh, if, if Nick recommended it to me, it's, it's got to be good. So that's all I can say. Um, so back on topic. So a golden nugget that I got, I think I uncovered or like I relearned this week uh, was the power of, I guess, making a list and just really tasking, like having your, your big priorities. And then once you're done with the priorities, you're just free. I always had this mentality of like, I got to go, 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 go of like knock down everything in my list. But instead I realized that if I just have two or three things for the top priority, like I got to finish all my readings for this pack and then take practice. Once I'm done with those, I'm home free. Like everything else in the day is just extra. Either I do extra or it's just time for me to relax and rejuvenate. So that's, that's helped a lot, I guess, with me, having a lot on my plate right now, just doing a lot of things and then a lot of things on my mind. But me focusing on just the, the main priorities for the day and then anything else after that is just extra has been giving me a chance to really breathe um, when doing stuff. You know, Bob, I love the mentality and that's something that I stand behind too. But for everybody else out there, how do you how do you keep your balance between, all right, sweet, I, I checked some priority things off, but there are other priorities that come up. How do you choose which ones to put priority on and which ones you don't? 
Yeah, so, so there's definitely, like, the emergency, you got to do it now, like like a phone call versus the big the big things. So I do like the big things. I wake up relatively earlier, um, so 7 o'clock, 6.30, 7 o'clock, and then I just hammer home the things that I need to do before anybody can get to me, before, like, an emergency pops up. Um, so usually what, around, Bob, like, what, what are those? What are those things for you? For you, like, so, your your couple priorities recently as a so right now it's my main priorities is just passing my board exam. So far, every practice exam I've been taking, I've been scoring passing scores like seventy eight, seventy nine, eighty ish, low eighties, um, which which I'm happy about. But my main priority right now is still getting those studying like the main readings that I need to do to to better my score to ensure that I pass on the day I take my exam and take my practice exams. And uh, I've been taking a lot of practice exams. That's That's been my main priority this past week. And then just, just making sure that I get it done in the morning. And then if something's, like, thrown at me, like I got a call from somebody I need to pick up, I need to do, like, emails, that's already done. And then the rest of the day is me just hammering home extra stuff of, like, reviewing the exam or doing extra studying or doing something else. You know, Bob, everybody has their own version of their, like, their 80-20 rule, right? Um, and I certainly got mine and my take on it, but a lot of it for people is about, you know, 80% of your success comes from 20% of your work. And it sounds like for you, you're really saying, hey, my, I need to make sure I hit completely every 20% of the 20% of my best work. And then after that, it's like, yeah, I got more work to do, but I know that if Christ if push comes to shove, and I only get 20% of work done today, at least I know I'm doing the right work. Yeah. Nick, I'm gonna flip that on you. How how do you know? I'm sure you prioritize your day as well. You have you have a lot on your plate as well. You're doing a lot of things. How do you know like which is the main priority for you to do? I know obviously you have a job, you gotta treat patients first, that is the main priority. And then there's other job responsibilities as well. But besides that, how do you yeah, prioritize? Absolutely. Um, you know, good question as always. I would say that it does come from, like, an intuition to understand, hey, what's my next big goal for both, like you said, the immediate and the long term. So keeping that in mind, um, like th- this morning, I've got a um, – going to my sports place. I've got a student that can be with me for the day because I'll be mentoring him for the day. Looking forward to that at time. But I'm very clear with him that, hey, your education experience is the second thing. Now, it's a very close second, but my primary is, like you said, about patient care. Um, but with that being said – it's in the boundaries for, hey, here's what we can do and get a crap ton out of it. Um, so that's it's kind of setting those priorities for myself. But for myself, for example, last night, I mean, during the day yesterday, I just had a raging headache. Not fun, brutal, but people go through it, right? Um, yeah. And so I had also, like, some big exams and stuff, some practical exams for my residency, um, prepping for some more stuff for this Thursday coming up. I just, one of those things that I do, I want to do it. Heck no. Do I have to get it done? Absolutely. Had to do it last night. Um, so got those done, got to finish up. But this extra little studying that I put on there for my accountability, I intentionally chose not to do that yesterday. And so, again, some people who are completely hard-ass might say, oh, no, no, you failed, dude, like pay up. Um, but for me, it was a conscious choice of, listen, I could tough through it. I would get absolutely nothing from it. It would just be a check mark to say I did it and not the reason behind it. Um, and so for me, it was about, listen, I need to prioritize my rest and recovery. Um, in the moment, while well, it's easy enough to work, 
that would have felt like busy work to do it just for the sake of doing it and not learning and gain anything from it because my concentration just wasn't there. And I, I needed to prioritize my own recovery. Um, now, I think it, for me, Bob, it comes with seasons, right? Where, hey, right now in this short-term season, what I'm really prepping for is I'm prepping for, okay, I've got my big testing for my residency this week and next week. Next week, I've got my interview for my spine fellowship. That takes huge priority, right? So other things are falling to the side intentionally. But then after that, it's, all right, sweet, what's my last busy season? On to a new mentor for residency, and then on to getting ready for the manual therapy examination for December, prepping for that. Then after that, the OCS. So, again, I'm putting more value on the um, manual therapy exam than the OCS right now because that's more an immediate time-sensitive yeah, yeah, it's, it's more pressing, but it's also something that's important to you. Um, and like you said, there are other things that have to be done, but those things are done, but then the main priority is given to the things that you want to really do and are pressing. Exactly. And like you said, Bob, it's not its not like I'm not touching the other areas. It's saying, hey, when push comes to shove, how much time am I, am I kind of allocating for that? So if we take the pie analogy, right? What percentage of the pie chart am I dedicating to this thing in front of me right now? Right? So for me right now during COVID, with the situations with that, with being out in Los Angeles, um, you know, I can dedicate more time to work career things and personal development things as opposed to other areas of my life. And that's good right now for the season I'm in, but that might not be the extreme intent focus for my entire life. Yeah, no, I. That's a that's a great way to put it. It's it's. The focus changes, in short bouts. So based Absolutely. on like what's going through right now and in, in your life as well, um, and like your priorities shift and change. Absolutely, Bob. Um, so as, as far as yeah, go ahead. Um, you know, I think feeling. This is going to sound weird when it comes out at first. But feeling a tiny bit of guilt can be a good thing. Okay. And here's what I mean by that in a very situational way, right? Um, so I've got my spine fellowship coming up. And as a part of that, right, I've been asking people preparing. Uh, actually, that's how that's how fermented in my mind it is, right? You know how I said I got my spine fellowship coming up. It's not my spine fellowship interview. It's just the way I've been thinking about it, dude. I mean, it's just it's affirmed in my mind. It's there. It's you know, I'm thinking about this interview. I got the lines in my head about who's going to be in there and stuff. And in my mind, like, I was literally just like, you know, whether you believe in a higher power God or the universe or whatever, I was just thanking God yesterday. Where I was like, listen, I feel like I've already been there, right? I feel like I've already been in that room. I feel like I've already had this interview. And I've lived it in my mind so many times that by the time I actually get out there and do it, well, I've done it already. I'll, and so, like, I've been rehearsing this just like, you know, the great athlete. They'll do their mental imagery rehearsal. So when they get out there and perform it, say, oh, my neuromuscular system has lived this already. This is what we're going to do. Exactly. And here's what I mean by feeling guilty, right? Is as a part of that, I want to connect with those who are going to be involved in the process of mentors. And I want to kind of deeply understand where they're coming from, what they're looking for, and get to know them personally, too. And part of me, right? If these are things that I'd be doing anyway if I had nothing to gain from doing that. But the honest truth is I have everything to gain from doing that. I have everything to gain from them wanting to know me more, from me wanting to know them more. 
but it's not about that, right? It's about, hey, how can I be a better person? How can I contribute to that? And as a part of that, right, there is that little added part of, all right, listen, they're going to get to know me better, and I can benefit from that networking. And, you know, part of me wishes that in the back of my mind there wasn't this 5 to 10% of motivation of, oh, I'm going to be a little bit of a leg up because I know them. I wish it was just, hey, talking and getting to know them for the sake of doing it without the other underlying component. So the, is the guilt because it feels like you have an underlying motive, even though, like, if there wasn't a, re- a fellowship, um, exactly. you would still be that and, and it's a very small amount of guilt. Um, and it's really pretty minuscule. I can easily push it aside. But a lot of me wishes, you know, I'm putting myself in such a good situation by doing these things. And I wish that it wasn't that small little voice in the back of my mind that, it's like saying, oh, man, you got to be strategic with the game, right? you got to be a hustler. you got to kind of how to leverage yourself well. And I know that that's there for good reason, right? And I do it effectively. I'm all about it. But I wish that I wasn't a part of it or didn't need to be a part of it. The, the mindset or, or the little thought. It's just, just that little thought where it's that little bit of a tiny tempting thought of, you know, I love talking to these people anyway. I love getting to know them. I love learning from them and getting to know who they are. But I wish that there wasn't that little kind of tiny voice tempting my mind saying, hey, also by doing this thing that you would do anyway, even if you didn't have the opportunity for the fellowship, you might be getting a leg up on other applicants. Not an unfair leg up, but a leg up for my intentional work. But Nick, it, it, it sounds like you're you're putting yourself in the best position to succeed based on your own initiative and your own action. Absolutely. So personally, I, I don't feel like there should be any thought of guilt or any like back of the mind thought like that um, because you're putting in the effort that somebody else isn't. It's like, I think this is a quote from Michael Jordan of Michael Jordan, right? The basketball player. <laughs> hey, no, no, Bob, that was, that was Michael Jackson. <laughs> Michael Jordan. Um, there was a, there, there was a time when he was sorry, like, man. I had to do that to you. No, no, I, I don't. You probably know this more than me, but um, there was this one time he like finished playing uh, a game or whatever, and he was like tired, and he told the coach, "Okay, tomorrow I'm not going to be at practice because I just want to relax." And the coach was like, "Okay, you need a break. Um, go, go have fun." And the next morning when it's 5 a.m., the coach goes in to open the gym door. He sees Michael Jordan just shooting free throws. And the coach was like, hey, I thought you were going to take a break. What happened? And Michael Jordan said, maybe I'm misquoting him. Maybe this is a totally different person. But he said, if I'm not practicing right now, someone else is. And when I meet them, they will beat me. Damn right about that. So I'm probably I'm like the that, Bob, is I, I don't feel guilty about any kind of advantage I have over anybody else because it wasn't intentional for me. I feel guilty that part of my a small amount of my motivation for talking to other people has to do with leveraging opportunity. Yeah. That is yes, okay. these are people yes, exactly. So no, you're right. There is zero guilt about that. The small ounce of just hesitation of a guilt 
I say enough. I wish part of part of it wasn't about you know changing an opportunity or chance of an opportunity. Most part of it I was was just you know these people making life happen. Yeah, yeah. Part of it is just you just want to like just talk with them and, exactly. and like be a person and, and to learn from them both for as a clinician and from their life experience too. And you know that's what I mean by my takeaway is hey, don't be afraid of just an ounce of guilt. I have to do it for the right reason in that. That means, one, I've got my ethics in line, that I'm doing the right thing. I'm putting myself in a good situation. I am leveraging it, so my focus isn't on over-leveraging it, right? That a little bit of guilt, that's like a 5-10%, that's not anywhere near an overwhelming value of it. And out of that, right, there comes opportunities. Yeah. Okay. I like it. Good. So it's I like more it. about I have the gut feeling the initial... We actually have an ounce of guilt, but then what do I do with it? Let me just, instead of feeling guilty or changing, let me acknowledge it. Let me understand why I have it. Sweet, I've got it. This is the reason why. It's ethical. It lines up with who I am. I move on and no longer feel guilty. Like it. Well, Nick, thanks for sharing that nugget. I appreciate it. It's, uh, it's always great to learn from you and always great to talk with you. Let's just hit on the accountability piece real quick. So, I don't want to say there's not much in the accountability anymore because it's it's pretty much the same for me. <laughs> yeah, right, um, but like like we talked about in this episode, our our priorities for this term is the short it's a short term priority um, for me especially. Like I'm the next 21 days I'll be absolutely yeah. So the next 21 days I'll be taking my exam, and then my priorities and my accountability will shift drastically after that. But right now, this is my sole one priority of, of passing my, my board exam, and anything else is extra after that. So, but I love just, it. Just, just to, I guess, make a concrete statement, um, I'm going to be taking two more practice exams. I'm going to be passing both of them, um, and I'm just going to keep on studying four or five hours a day. So, All right. What, what I loved about that, Bob, was I never even had to prompt you for that. It was, hey, we're doing the same thing. We're making it happen. And your instinct told you to say, hey, let's make it concrete anyway. I told myself to it. Why? Because that's a pattern of operation in your brain right now. That's the thing that you value. That, hey, I might not need it. Or I not, might not need this accountability. I'm going to do it no matter what. But I'm putting it down just because I can. And that's yeah. why that shows a huge growth. You just find that quick instinct kicking in. And for me, right, it's, it is, again, more of the same. I'm going to stick to the same amount of studying time to the priorities I put in place. I, I'm going to spend time this upcoming end of this week and weekend preparing for my spine interview. And I'm going to be doing that by continuing to talk to people, brainstorming questions, answers, getting a full understanding. And with that as well, I've already prepared together my profes- professional portfolio to have with that. I love it. That's great, Nick. It was a pleasure. Um, Thank you for anybody listening to Manifest Mindset.